LifeSpring number 210 is brought to you by me, Steve Webb, the guy with the friendly voice.com. If you, your business, your church, or other organization are looking for a signature voice, drop me a line at studio at the guy with the friendly voice.com. Hello and welcome to LifeSpring. My name is Steve Webb and I'm your host. So good to have you with me. What you may be asking is LifeSpring. Well, Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said this, who do you say I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. What do you find here? Well, you'll find music, conversation, and reasons to believe. I've got a great show for you today. Over the last several shows, I've teased you with some Adrena Thorpe music, and I even told you that I've got an interview coming up with her. So today, I have part one of that interview. And after that, some exciting news about LifeSpring Media. Stay tuned for that after the interview. But first, let's listen to some more Adrena Thorpe music. i 
That's Everything Changes from Adrena Thorpe. She's one of my favorite singer-songwriters. I've known her now for about six years. As you heard, she's got a sweet, clear voice, and she's got the heart of a poet. Her music first came to my attention in the early days of podcasting, and she was one of the early stars of this medium. I found out she lived not far from me at the time, right here in Southern California, so I asked her to come to the LifeSpring Studios in December of 2005 and to do an interview with me. Since that show aired, we've kept in touch via email. Now, not too long ago, she sent an email newsletter out to her fans in which she told a story that actually brought tears to my eyes. You see, Adrena has suffered for years with a condition that causes her a great deal of pain. And in her letter, she talked about her faith in God, her pleading to Him for healing, and how He has spoken to her in response. It's a story that I thought you should hear. So, let's get to it now. So, Adrena, thank you so very much for joining us in the LifeSpring family today, and I'm so looking forward. I've been looking forward to this conversation for weeks now, as you know. Aw, thank you. I'm uh, happy to be here. This is really great. So, we are in your home here in beautiful Orange County, California. Thank you. It's so great that you came all the way out to interview me, and I'm really excited to tell this story. So, Well, and, and that's why we're here, to hear this story. A couple of weeks ago, you uh, put out on your newsletter that you sent out to your fans um, quite Quite a story. Now, when we interviewed you in December of 2005, I believe it was, you mm-hmm. mentioned to me off air that you had some back problems. And um, I never said anything to anybody else because mm-hmm. I had never heard you say it to anybody publicly. So that was just kind of something between mm-hmm. between us. So when you released that information and when you told the story you told, um, well, I was in tears when I was done reading it, but I immediately wrote you an email and asked if you'd want to be on the show to kind of share the story with the LifeSpring family. So tell your story, and I reserve the right to interrupt any time. Please do. So <laughs> we can find out what's going on. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking me to share my story. I'm not sure where to begin. Um, I... Um, I'm actually a little nervous about telling my story all of a sudden. Why are you nervous about it? Because I don't know what to share, and I just want people to be encouraged through my story and see what God is doing in my life, and I just hope I say the right things. So I'm sure you will. Yeah. I'm sure you will. So it revolves around back problems. When did the back problems begin? Well, um, it revolves around nerve problems, Nerve, actually. okay, all right. Um, not back problems. Okay. And... Um, revolves around a pinched nerve that um, has been bothering me for about eight years now. Right around the time I decided to start doing music, actually, Mm. I just found that it was impossible for me to sit in chairs. And it's really uncomfortable. And so I don't, I don't ever, (laughs) except maybe like 10, 30 minutes at a time. Right. So, um, yeah, that's kind of been my struggle. And, you know, you really take it for granted your whole life. You don't really think about how much people sit in chairs until right. you try not sitting in chairs. Yeah. And uh, so, is the pinched uh, nerve in the back area, or no? It's oh. in. It's not. It's in my pelvis. And it's okay. Yeah. It's just. It's just pinched. Okay. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. So, do you do any driving? I mean, how do you get? How do you not sit in in function? Well, um, 
I just look like a diva all the time laying <laughs> on sofas wherever I go. People are like, oh, are you saving seats? And I'm like, yeah. Mm. Or like, oh, look at you all relaxed. And I'll be like, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. me. I'm just chilling. Right. Um, I, I can drive about, you know, 10 minutes is easy. 30 minutes, I'm about ready to punch somebody by the end of it. In an mm. hour, I'm going to be messed up for two weeks. Wow. So, um, so I can do short distances, and so I just pretty much stay put. Or if I have to go anywhere, I lay down or, or you know, stand. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. So the purpose of the newsletter was not just to tell people I'm I'm, I'm in I'm sore in pain. and agony. Oh yeah, gosh, right. life sucks. Yeah. No. No, it wasn't that at all. <laughs> no. Um. It. You know, this has been a real struggle in my life. Um. I've had a lot of ups. I've had a lot of downs. I've had mostly downs. Um, and it was just because God gave me a really strong promise that I would be healed like two and a half years ago. And then he keeps giving me like reconfirmations of it, um, in random places. And, um, you know, this has been a really hard, hard road for me. I mean, I've, I've never cried as much as I've cried in the last eight years Mm -hmm. and I've never been so sick of crying (laughs) as I have in the last eight years where I just don't even care anymore. I don't even want to. And, um, and it's to finally get an answer was the most relieving thing. But then the way that it came to me, it was almost like I knew that it wouldn't come right away. Well, so how did he tell you? How did, how did you get the word that he was going to heal you? Well, let me just backtrack that. I, I've been really close to God my whole life. Like when I was six years old, I felt God's love so much that I remember being a little girl and I just put my arms up in the air and asked God to give me a hug. Mm -hmm. And I felt him give me a hug. Uh And it was like when this pain hit, everything got harder. It got harder to feel God being near. It got, I mean, I, it made me question my faith. It made me question, is God even real? God, is he a jerk? Like, why, why am I going through this? This Mm -hmm. is terrible have i done something horribly wrong does he hate me like mm-hmm. <laughs> what what what's those are all deal? natural yeah. questions and and it's really painful even to be asking these questions and and just to just feel this absence of almost like this absence of of god's love and so um but i just you know i mean i didn't stop believing in him i was just like hanging by a thread mm-hmm. practically mm-hmm. um you know, like, well, you know what? I don't have anything else that I can believe in, and I don't want to go to hell. And you know what? If this is what you want for me, then I don't get it. But this is really lame. But you know, I mean, a lot of anger. But yep. mm-hmm. but what else do I have to believe in? I, I believe you're real, and and I don't understand this. But oh well, I'm just going to keep asking you to get me out of this. And I was praying and praying, and I'd already had one failed surgery. I'd already gone to see, what I have is really a rare, rare pinched nerve. So there's only like five to 10 specialists in the world and they all have differing opinions and you just kind of have to figure it out on your own. So we had done a lot of research and finally decided to go have this surgery in France. Why France? Because they have been taking care of this problem for about 10 years and in the United States it was like about four years. Okay. And they've been doing like a thousand surgeries and then the U.S. had been like 50. Oh, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I got to go to beautiful Provence. Okay. Um, and it was wonderful. It was really, really beautiful. Like if you have to have surgery, 
have it in a foreign country and get a vacation out of it. It was fun. <laughs> okay, so how how long were you in France? I was in France for two weeks okay. for the recovery. All right. And um, but this is when God gave me the verses was before I went to France. And um, this was when I God let me know that everything was going to be okay. okay. Um, before I went to France, I had just been talking with a sweet Christian lady on the phone about something she had been going through, and then I just was telling her about the surgery, and I hung up the phone, and I. I was just sitting in my hallway with my Bible, and I, and I just knew I had decided I was going to have surgery, and I just said to God, I was like, I'm scared. And I opened right up, and it, my faith had taken such a beating that I had stopped reading the Bible in order, and I was just like frantically like opening <laughs> random places and just, you know, like whatever, let's see if something hits me mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I opened up, and it, I had just said, I'm afraid, and it said, do not fear, for I am with you. When you walk through the waters, I'll be with you. When you walk through the waters, they won't overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you won't be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. And I was just like, you know, I just said I was just afraid. And, you know, I, I was like thinking about it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, cool. And then I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Like, God, that should just be a fluke. Yeah. You know, like, okay, if that was really from you, let me open up to something else good. Like now. And I just flipped over. And the first thing my eye landed on when I flipped the page was in a surge of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Hmm. And to me, this is like the days of Noah when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I've sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. And I was like, okay, that verse was real because this one just said he's going to have compassion on me. Mm -hmm. And I was really excited. I went to church, I think it was a few days later, was already, I, I have to tell you that I am a doubting Thomas. I am not one of those people who can just take one verse and like claim it for the rest of their life. Right, right. Not at all. Okay. Like, so um, I think that's why God's been like giving me so many messages. <laughs> He's like, let me help you out again. Yeah. He knows how he, how he created you. He knows yeah. what you need. So I was at church and I was talking to a friend of mine who also has pain and I was just telling her what had happened. But then I was, you know, kind of freaking out about it again. And then this little girl walks out and hands me a picture that she drew at Sunday school. And it's Moses walking through the waters. There you can see it. Oh, yeah. We need to get a picture of that. (laughs) Got it? Okay. It's Moses um, walking through the waters that God parted. And the thing about this is that I had looked up that night what that first first verse meant because I wanted to know what does this mean? Does this mean you know my life's just going to be horrible and God's going to be there with me? Like I'm totally the pessimist. Right. <laughs> like what does it mean? He's going to get me out of this? This is <laughs> awful. Um, and so it said when it talks about. Okay, so it says, do not fear for I've redeemed you. I've summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. I looked up what that means. It's talking about when God parted the waters to get the Israelites out of slavery so that he could take them to the promised land. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, that's a deliverance. That's not just you're going through a lame time and God's hanging out there with you being like, cheer up. It's okay. So, and then when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you is referring to after the desert when they finally cross over into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And so I was really encouraged. So when she gave the little girl gave me this picture of Moses walking through the waters, that really confirmed what I had already received. And yes. I was really encouraged. And it says, it's really cute. It says, we can sing and praise God for taking care of us just like Moses and the Israelites did. They wanted to thank God for using his great power to take care of them. And I've had this thing hanging on my fridge now for two and a half years. 
<laughs> to help me remember. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. So it didn't stop there. And I, you know, I told you I'm a doubting Thomas. And so I, over the course of two weeks, like the only time I ever read the Bible was randomly flipping, which I know is not recommended because you could easily read like Judas hung himself, go and do likewise. I know (laughs) that God doesn't want you to do this. That's right. Thank you for saying that. The point of what this is, is that God knew how desperate my my situation was and he was willing exactly. to speak to me where I was at yes. and this was all I could handle. Yes. So I'm not recommending this as a strategy for life to do this. It's right. just that God is flexible. Yep. So um He meets us where, where we we're need at. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um speaking of where I'm at, you know, I, I am hanging on a string. I, I do have really little faith and just within a week, I'm already doubting it again, like, oh, you know, and, and praying. And I opened up to um, a few more verses. The thing I had noticed about the verses is that they were talking about water, and this kept happening. So then the next one was talking about how I, I was worried about something really troubling about the surgery and something that could be really traumatic. And I opened up directly to mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. And uh, that's right. He's in control. Uh He's bigger than this pain and all the dangers that could happen. And then um, the next, right immediately after that, again, like in pairs, I opened up, I landed, my eyes landed on this um, Psalm 77, which um, talks about the psalmist is crying to God for help, how all these, remembering the years of long ago, remembering the songs in the night, wondering if God's going to reject forever. And then it says, I'll remember your miracles of long ago um, because the waters saw you and writhed, the very depths were convulsed. And um, it talks about your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. And they're talking about parting of the waters again. Mm -hmm. And, I was like, okay, it's good. And then give me about another week, and I was freaking out again. <laughs> a little I, bit like the children of Israel. Huh? I am really terrible that way. <laughs> You're not unique in that, Adrena. I know. <laughs> and um, really freaking out this time because I'm hearing some really horrible things that have happened to people from these surgeries. Uh. And, and then I'm starting to doubt again and going, what if it, it just means that God's going to be with me through a really crappy life and help mm. me get through it all? And just tell me you're going to heal me. Guide, and I, I prayed, guide me and heal me. And I opened right up to, I have seen their ways, but I will heal them. I will guide mm-hmm. them and restore comfort to the mourners, creating p- praise on their lips. Peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, which cannot rest, whose waves cast up mire and mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. And again, there's water. And the only reason I keep pointing out that there's water is like, not only does it confirm the first thing I got, not only was this all random and the only verses I opened up to, it wasn't like I kept flipping and like, I like that one. I'll take that one. It was like, this is the only things I read. But how statistically unlikely is it that out of all the bazillions of verses in the Bible, I could have landed on all of these ones that both replied to what I was saying Mm. and all had water in them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Every single one. Yeah. And then the, I, you know, I, I put in the email that there were seven verses and I forgot one of them. So I only have six here. I don't know. 
Well, anyway, shame on you. I know. I'm really <laughs> annoyed with myself. So this is the sixth one, but I know there's a seventh one somewhere. This was the last one I got, though. I lost one of the middle ones. And it was that same day. It was just literally minutes after I opened up to that one that said, I'll heal you and I'll guide you. And I didn't even notice when I opened up to it that it was called the healing of the waters. Mm. The passage was called that. And then it, it talks about how there was a town that was well situated, but the water was bad. And so the land was unproductive. And, and that's kind of like how I'm at. It's like, you know, there's a lot of things that are situated well. I could do this in music. I could do this. I could do that. But unfortunately, the pain is so bad that there's very little I can do. Mm. And um, without in, in a lot of struggle, you know. Yes. So and then it. It's it's really random. I <laughs> bring me a new bowl and put salt in it, and they put it in the spring. And then this is what the Lord says: I have healed this water. Never again will it cause death or make the land unproductive. And the water has remained pure to this day, according to the word Elisha had spoken. And at that point, I was like, Okay, God's going to heal me. God is not just going to hang out with me while this stinks. God is going to heal me. And so I went and I got the surgery in France, and I. You know, I kind of was thinking to myself, you know, well, usually in the Bible, when God gave people promises, they had to wait a really long time before they came true. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's going to happen to me. And then I went through the surgery and I like one part of some my pain got better, but everything else was still worse and just still couldn't sit in chairs and. I'm like, no, I still believe. I'm going to keep waiting. When's the day going to be? I still believe. I keep waiting. What does this mean? And it's okay. This is kind of like the desert. I'm in the desert. Mm -hmm. That's where I am. And um, so I went through about two and a half years of not seeing what he promised me and, you know, still believing, but it's hard, you know, like uh, my constant prayer was just like how much longer am i mm. gonna have to go through this mm -hmm. and you know only god knows but um over the last few months it's like he's been reconfirming his promises to me again in different ways bringing me closer to him and to his love and it's almost like i'm almost grateful uh -huh. <laughs> that i'm getting to see this from him even though I wouldn't choose the pain, right? I'm really excited because of all the things he keeps showing me that just keep blowing my mind. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so let's fast forward to now. And I, at this point, I've had a surgery in France and I've flown to several different states to see several different doctors and have several different tests done. And I went to the doctor that we thought would be best in um, Arizona because I guess now in the United States, they're finally catching on. Okay. So I went to Phoenix. I forgot my Bible. I decided I wanted to read a devotional. So I found some random devotional online, clicked on it, and it was talking about the parting of the waters. Again? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And it was um, saying how, I, I guess when they crossed over the Jordan River into the Promised Land, how I think it was that. It was one of the parting of the water stories, and it was how if they hadn't put their feet in the, the priests hadn't put their feet in the water, the waters wouldn't have parted in this particular instance. Uh -huh. And it said to go put your feet in the water. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just getting ready to do some things that I wasn't sure about, some tests, injections, blah, 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 with this doctor. I'm like, okay, put my feet in the water. But this is the weird thing. In this city, 
where I'm at, there's this river called the Salt River. And I've kind of been like obsessing. My husband keeps telling me, it's not national treasure. You don't have to figure <laughs> out the clues. And I'm like, no, but maybe they match things. <laughs> and so, you know, I am not perfect. I do not have all the answers. Yep. But in this city, there was a Salt River. And I was like, Salt River. That's like my last verse. Like maybe this means something. And then I, I'm in the city and it says, go put your feet in the water. So I went all the way over to some random salt river and stuck my feet in it. And I was like, there, God. <laughs> <laughs> but what that shows me, though, is your willingness to obey. Even if you misunderstand it, which I'm not saying you, you have I might misunderstood. Have. I don't know. But you're being willing to do it. Yeah. Says something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Obedience, that's right. Yeah. Off mic, by the way, for those listening, is is my wife. She doesn't have a mic, but she's sitting there kind of in the <laughs> peanut gallery. And uh, if you hear something in the background, that's what's going on. So. <laughs> yep. So anyway. So anyway, yeah. That, But I was just so flabbergasted to get that devotional in my inbox. It touched me so much yeah. in my heart. And so then the next time I had to go visit the doctor, I got plunked into a different hotel at random. And this one just blew my mind because... Um, First off, it was like a really cool hotel. It was kind of like rock star chic. And, um, well, you deserve that. I vibey music. And it was it was the best deal ever, too. And it was playing Emiliana Torini when I entered my room. And I love her. And the walls were like beautiful red. And there was like a painting that slid across the window. And I mean, everything was cool. But the thing that really blew my mind was in the middle of the hotel was a pool. That was the parting of the waters. It was a pool, and I don't even know how to describe it, but it basically, on one end of the pool, there was a giant two-foot wall of water. Okay. Just flowing, like as if the waters had been parted for Moses to cross through. Then there was the pool. The pool had a pathway across the middle of it, sort of off to the right. Uh So you could like walk with like this wall of water on one side of you and this little short wall of water on the other side of you and on the other side of the pool there was a statue of fire so basically it was like when you walk through the waters i'll be with you when you walk through the waters they won't overwhelm you and when you walk through the fire you won't be burned wow because it's not burning it was a statue Uh and i was like god this is so cool (laughs) (laughs) this is my promise verse in a pool so i went and i bought a bathing suit and i went in my promise pool and i was just thinking about how cool it was and just god's taking care of me and i don't understand the timing but this is definitely real and he plunked me in this hotel that pretty much represents my personality and Mm -hmm. here i am and Here's this pool that represents this verse he keeps giving me over and over and over again. And I know this verse represents healing. And then into the pool came this person who started chatting with me. And this just like, I just laughed because this guy, I don't I don't know. I can't. I'll just tell you guys. You have to cut this out. He was part of the Iron Butt Association. I know what the yeah, Iron Butt is. You know are. what yeah. that is? Yeah, yeah. I'm a motorcycle rider. I you know are? what that is. Yeah. Okay, is that okay to say? Absolutely. Okay, so this guy was part of the Iron Butt Association. I just started laughing because I'm like, God, you have a sense of humor. Here I am, like, thinking about how I just want to sit. One day I'm going to be able to sit again. And here comes this dude from the Iron Butt Association I've never heard of in my life. And I was like, what do you do? What is that? And he's like, oh, you know, like, we go 24 hours nonstop. On a motorcycle. On a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. 
which would be like the most painful thing I would ever do. And I would probably kill myself, you uh-huh. know, after about 10 hours of that. And he's like, or, you know, 11 days straight, yep. nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm getting all freaked out for him. I'm like, dude, if you ever start to hurt, like, get up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not really good for you. Um, but then I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, that guy represents the epitome of sitting. Mm-hmm. The epitome of sitting, which is here I am in this pool. Thinking about how I can't sit. God told me he's going to heal me. Here's this verse that God gave me. Now here's like a representation of this verse that he gave me. I'm in it. Thinking about his promise. And who does he put in the pool to talk to me? A guy who can sit forever. Yep. (laughs) And I was like, God, you're going to heal me. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And not just... A little bit. This isn't somebody who just sits on chairs for two hours a day on their computer. No, somebody from the Iron Butt Association. <laughs> <laughs> who can sit for days and days, days and, and days. days and never even feel a thing. Whereas for me, it's like just knives and stabbing and right. burning, just torture. It's like it, I would, there is no worse torture. Mm. So I was just really encouraged by that. And um, it gets better. So, you know, I don't know when God's going to heal me. I don't know if it's going to be in 10 years or 10 days, but go ahead. I just want to, like, encourage other people who are in pain, you know, to just keep seeking God and, you know, keep believing in him. Like, this isn't just about me and I want to sit in a chair. Like, the reason I'm trying to tell this is to say that, like, God didn't forget about me. He won't forget about you. It might feel like you're going through a really long time of silence, but he doesn't forget about you. And and the most important thing, well, this will come into my story later, but the most important thing is just to get closer to him again, because while you're in the pain, when you feel the absence of his love, it, um, it makes the pain harder. But when you're in his presence, his love sustains you. And then the pain is more bearable. And then you feel more hope and, you know, honestly, if you had to choose between the two, having pain or having a relationship with God, like, you know, relationship with God is much more valuable than being pain free. Yes. And, you know, to have something like that consume you to the point where you lose God would be the greatest loss, would mm. be losing God. Absolutely. Wouldn't it? Adrena's got a lot more to share. We're only about halfway through the interview. The things that God has done for her thus far, the, the signs that he's shown her, You're not going to believe the rest of the story. It's amazing. So you don't want to miss it. So be looking for Lifespring number 211, The Adrena Thorpe Interview, Part 2. So the news about Lifespring Media. I'm doing a reboot. In the dawning days of podcasting, I was one of the first guys in. I felt a call of God to do a podcast that anyone, believer or not, could listen to and hear about God. That show had a great deal of success, thanks to God, and I loved doing the show. At the time, it was a weekly show with a new episode coming out every Monday. (laughs) I used to say religiously. Soon, other Lifespring shows followed, and at the peak, there were 13 different shows being produced in the Lifespring media family. Two of my sons had their own shows. My wife, the lovely Lady Leanne, had a show. My brother-in-law, Steve O'Brien, had a show. And I did a yearly Christmas show with my good friend, James Cooper, from the UK. More about James in a moment. It was an insane amount of content to produce, because even though the others had their own shows, my kids and Leanne and Steve, I was actually doing all the production on them. 
they were recording their voices, but I was putting all the pieces together and then putting them out on the feed. I was able to do it all because of a few different factors. One reason was that my day job was paying me pretty well. It was a family business that I'd started back in the late 80s, and we were comfortable. I worked relatively short hours, so extra time was not a problem. Another reason I was able to create all the content was that I was part of a large podcast network that also paid me for creating content. The more content I created, the better I got paid. Also, I got some pretty decent ad revenue from some sponsors of the show, and well, as long-time listeners will know, I decided to part company with that network some time ago, mainly because of my unwillingness to compromise my convictions about the type of content and advertising that I would allow on the LifeSpring shows. Sometimes integrity is more important than dollars. So, what happened after that, you say? You're hardly producing any content anymore, Steve. Well, actually, that's not exactly true. I'm not producing much content for LifeSpring, but I am producing a bunch of content in other areas. Here's what's up. Everyone knows that the economy worldwide has gotten pretty tough. My family business was hit pretty hard, so the freedom that I enjoyed to produce shows vanished. The energy I was channeling to create content for LifeSpring had to be directed to creating new income streams. What I landed on was Steve Webb VoiceOvers or the guy with a friendly voice.com. God is blessing that, and I have lots of work there, so even though you're not hearing my voice on this podcast, people around the country here in the United States are hearing me on the radio doing commercials for Culligan, True Value Hardware, Verizon Wireless, and scores of other clients. I also produce podcasts for corporate clients. Uh, my most recent client was a big tech company called Synopsis, Inc., you can search the iTunes store for that if you'd like to listen. It's spelled S-Y-N-O-P-S-Y-S. I did uh, something called the Synopsis Journal. Anyway, uh, I've been working diligently recording the Douay Reims version of the Bible as well for another client. And if you have a smartphone, you can download the Bible app. It's called that, the Bible app, and listen to my New Testament reading of that. I'm still working on uh, recording the Old Testament and uh, as you might expect, the Old Testament is taking longer than the New Testament did. So as you can see, I have been busy. Also, oh, by the way, I've been uh, putting out a weekly podcast called LifeSpring Sunday, which is the church sermons from my church. I'm not the preacher. That would be my brother-in-law, Steve O'Brien. But I do the intro and outro, and I do the production on it and put it out on a uh, more or less weekly basis. But God has seen fit to put me behind the mic in all of these other areas, but he hasn't taken the desire from me to do the LifeSpring shows, so here we are today. Um, I, I still want to do the shows. I do them as I can, but not as regularly as I once did. Now, I know I can't go back to producing the volume of content that I once did, but I do want to keep things fresh. Now, if you've been going to the websites for the different shows, you know that that wasn't happening. Things sort of got stale. Well, that's been bothering me, but I haven't had time to do anything about it. And then something happened recently, something terrible. All of my websites were hacked. All the LifeSpring websites and all the other uh, websites that I manage as well. It's not just LifeSpring that I have websites for. I manage other websites. Almost 30 sites in, in all, in total. They all got hacked because they were all on one account with my web host. A bad guy got into my account, and he installed malware on every site that I had. 
Now, I put my first website up in the late 80s or early 90s, and I had never dealt with anything like this before. As soon as I saw what had happened, I went in and I deleted all the bad stuff. It took me hours to clean all the sites, and then boom, it would all come back. The bad guys had hidden a back door somewhere, but I wasn't quite enough of a geek to find it. Well, remember that I told you I'd get back to James Cooper? Well, here's where James comes in. You see, he's a lot more of a geek than I am, and I asked him for some help. We do uh, the LifeSpring uh, White Christmas show together every year, and so we stay in touch. Anyway, I asked him for some help, and just like Superman, James came in and he saved the day. He found the back door, and on top of that, he gave me some great ideas on how to keep the bad guys from getting in again. Hooray! Thank you, James! Now, while I was in the midst of the craziness, I thought that I was going to have to recreate all my show websites. So instead of just putting the same old sites back up, I decided that maybe now would be the perfect time to freshen them up with a new look. Well, I normally do my own sites, but I wanted something completely new from a new perspective. So James Cooper comes to the fore. He has a business called jpcdesigns.com, and he does websites for lots of companies. And I asked him if he would do the LifeSpring Media reboot or refresh, and he came through with a great new design for all the show websites. But I have to clarify, he did a refresh for the design on all the sites for the shows that I'm going to keep active. In the LifeSpring Media reboot, I am eliminating a few of the shows. I won't list them here, though, because I want you to go to LifespringMedia.com to see which shows survived the cut and to see James's great design. So, of course, the good news is that I'm going to make the supreme effort to do at least one fresh episode per month of each surviving show. Maybe more, but we'll see. So go check out LifespringMedia.com right now and leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Also, it'd be great if you go to the iTunes store and leave a comment there. And with that, we've gone on long enough. Till next time, when I have part two of my interview with Adrena Thorpe, may God bless you richly. I'm Steve Webb.